awful and foul. Remember back in the day when movies used to be good? Remember when action movies actually had action in them? Wait, but this is back in the day. Yeah. You know, romance movies that was surprising and wonderful? This didn't have any of that. What? But it what? absolutely did. But it's like the definition of back in the day. Too. The actors don't even try to give it their best. You look in their eyes and all you see is what they're planning on buying with their huge paychecks. <laughs> did they even get paid that much for this film? I could be any movie also. Oh, this is true. <laughs> George Clooney's like, I showed up, paid me. Yeah. That was a one-star review on IMDb. <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm your host, Andrew, joined as always by Ryan. I'm all hopped up on cold medicine and ready to talk about Zorro. And Steven. It's true, I washed him down a bottle before we got down here. Slash, slash, slash. Just pop that NyQuil top off and start chugging. Wait, no, NyQuil, oh no. I've been flipping around ropes. It's been crazy. (laughs) This week, we are discussing the fictional epic, The Mask of Zorro from 1998. Fictional epic. In case anyone believed that this happened in real life. I did. No, <laughs> well, sorry. we can't say historical because it's not historical. Um, it's placed in a we time. It's placed it. in a time period. It is. That could be historical. It could have happened. Yes. It's alternate timeline. So The Mask of Zorro is starring, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, Antonio Banderas, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Stuart Wilson, and Matt Letcher. And that last one's important. It is. Um, so, Yeah. Mask of Zorro. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. But before there we get is. to it, we are going to talk about villains that are so good, you love to hate them. Yeah. So, so just for a spoiler, if you haven't seen this movie, it's got some good villains. Yes, it has two fantastic villains. That really hateable villains. They're yeah, very like hateable. Perfect foils for our protagonists. Indeed. So I want to talk about some other fictional villains that do a great job at making you fictional. hate them. Shoot. Okay, hold on. No, just kidding. So yeah, I want to I want to hear what you guys have picked. Okay, you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of Commodus from Ooh, Gladiator. That's a good Ooh, one. That's a real good one. He he's one of those villains, right? Where Thanks to Joaquin's performance, mm-hmm. the faces he makes can make it's like his face is so punchable in that movie, <laughs> and like the things he does. But that the, the the smug like when he's doing the thumbs down, mm-hmm. you know, the, hmm, it like drives me up the wall. Like I want nothing but bad things to happen to him, <laughs> and it's the whole movie. And, well, and, and it's so satisfying when bad stuff does happen to oh, him. Oh yeah. End. Yeah, because always. he definitely does get his comeuppance, but he it takes it. a while, and he does some terrible things in between oh, yeah. there. But he's so arrogant and so spoiled, and he just like I don't know that character is just so easy to hate for mm-hmm. me. Oh, he's got that face too. Like yeah. he just kind of turns and looks at the looks at you, and just like, yeah, I really want to punch you. I yeah. know you're you like, said a word. Like yeah, he's just... not one of those villains where you have like that redeeming. Like, well, I can kind of see where he's coming from from his perspective. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Like very easily, you know, a hateable villain yeah. to me. Steven, what about you? So I went with a character played by Imelda Staunton. Okay. Hmm. This is the one and the only Dolores Umbridge from the Harry Potter series. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is probably one of my most, uh, honestly, the internet's most hated villain out there. (laughs) 
Just, maybe, maybe not the internet, but oh, definitely. The internet hates on her pretty hard. Definitely the, the fantasy. The, the Potterverse. Yeah, the Potterverse Potter fans, for sure. Potterheads, yeah. I don't know. She's I don't a lot like Commodus. Vol- She's got that attitude. Voldemort's a kitty cat compared to Dolores. Well, the thing that gets me with, with her character, right, is she's, and I, I double-checked myself like four times on this. I am mm-hmm. so feel fairly confident saying this. She's never actually a Death Eater. Mm-hmm. She's never actually a Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort follower. Supporter. Yeah. yeah, she's just taking advantage of what power she can get from whatever avenue she can get it, and she's all in for herself. She's mm-hmm. also an incredible racist, and so she hates you know uh, mudbloods, right? Muggle, yeah, Muggleborn uh, magic users, and also half race. So, uh, for instance, the centaurs, which again has its own play later in the films mm-hmm. and books. Uh, but yeah, she's just, man, like everything about her attitude, cause she's kind of like that, that horrible person from HR that you just can't, can't get off your back. But <laughs> well, she's got that like, <laughs> but just if she's like Stepford wives. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like pure, all stuff. the pink and fluffy. And you're like, yeah. Oh, this is like a Barbie. If Barbie had like spikes radiating out, radiating out of her at every angle. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she, she is so bureaucratically frustrating. Yes. Oh man. It's so, Oh, she's the worst. Yeah. She, yeah. she is definitely, I remember reading the books. And when I was, you know, younger, like I think eighth grade, ninth grade. Oh, I was going to say last year. but And yeah. um, <laughs> it was like she was definitely one of those characters when I was reading it. I was just like, I want to punch this girl oh, she's in so, the face. She's You're so punching frustrating. The book. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I hope you can feel this, yeah. Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I am going with another historical fiction. Um, from Man in the Iron Mask, Louis the Fourteenth, oh, which is okay. uh, which is Philippe's brother, also played by Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and he is the most very similar to Ryan's pick, where yeah. he's the most spoiled, bratty kind of just always gets his way narcissist, always gets his way. Yeah. He like he does a very good job at just making you just despise him mm-hmm. and when he does get his comeuppance in the end of the film it it is very satisfying uh, yes yeah. yeah it's been a while since i've seen that film yeah actually. it's i don't want to give away too much because there are some spoilers and some good twists uh, that kind of happen Along throughout the, way, the film yeah. andrew just ruined the whole movie you just don't know it yet <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean you know all villains always generally lose at the end you hope you, I mean, you would hope so generally how movies work but uh, there there's one bit where he is enamored with this girl mm-hmm. and oh, he, he basically um, oh. essentially separates her throughout like in this kind of party yeah. and and then she he knows that he is uh, that she's taken and he sends her fiance to the front lines to get him killed so he's pulling like the whole david yeah. thing king david move yeah yeah and it's and it's one of those things where like th- that happens really early on in the film and it it really solidifies how terrible of a person he is just because he wants this mistress where yeah. he has, you know, any it's other pick of the litter, yeah, right? Any yeah. other lady in the kingdom can be his, but he wants that one. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to the mask of Zorro. Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty quick we, we opening moved, we topic. We moved off of yeah. the man in the iron mask to, to the mask, mask of Zorro. Zorro. The mask perfect transition. So, so, well, they actually both came out pretty much around the same like, time. Right, almost around right time. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause it was like 98 for mask of Zorro. Yes. It is. And uh, Iron Mask was probably like ninety six. I got it. 
so the the like basically after Robin Hood Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner came out. Yeah. Oh, same and, year. And, both ninety eight. Both ninety eight. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, whenever that came out and it was success, you have a lot of these other swashbuckling films that kind of cropped up a couple years later because we we're like, oh, we could do some historical fiction and you know, yeah. you know, give it the the big budget and uh, you know, kind of bring out some some older heroes and um, tales and whatnot and yeah. kind of do that. And they did a, a fantastic job with Mask of Zorro. Let me get you the plot summary here, if it would. Um, I looked up something else, and now I have to go pull back up. There we go. So, here we go. The synopsis is, After being imprisoned for 20 years, Zorro, Don Diego de la Vega, Anthony Hopkins, receives word that his old enemy, Don Rafael, has returned. Don Diego escapes and returns to his old headquarters where he trains aimless drunk Alejandro Murrieta to be his successor. Meanwhile, Montero, who has secretly raised Diego's daughter, Elena, has his own, or as his own, hatches a plot to rob California of its gold. I don't know if you really say it's rob California, but, you know, we'll get into that later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this came out, yeah, 1998, directed by Martin Campbell, the same director that did Goldeneye, which we have reviewed, mm-hmm. yeah. that you can go listen to right now, yeah, part well, of the yeah. after this episode. Part of the then, 007 <laughs> doubleheaders. <laughs> listen to both simultaneously if you're that good. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. Well, so he, sure was, well. he was asked to direct Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. And, um, might have he, been a better film if he'd accepted uh, well, it might have been a better film, but he declined because he wanted to make Mask of Zorro. Or he looked at that script and was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good with what I got. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was directed by Martin Campbell. Music was done by James Horner, who is known for Titanic, Avatar, American Tale, and this film. Yeah, does, does a lot of stuff. Worked with James Cameron for a long time. Yep. Then f- director of photography, um, Phil Mayhew. May- May- Mayhew? Mayhew. Mayhew. Uh, well, it's French. Oh Lord! Who so knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. but he um, he was the director of photography for Goldeneye and Casino Royale, mm-hmm. and uh, so this film had a budget of ninety five million dollars in nineteen ninety eight money. That's pretty pretty steep. Uh, it is. That's a pretty pretty yeah. high high budget, and it made two hundred and fifty million global, mm. ninety four million domestic. So it basically made its production budget back, and then one hundred fifty six million international, which basically made up for everything else. Right. Yeah. And um, so definitely considered a success mm-hmm. for sure. And um, yeah, I'm kind of curious of what you guys thought about this film. Cause I, this is one of my personal favorites. Like I'll just kind of throw it on whenever it's just a great film. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have on the background. Yeah. I mean, I love this movie. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I did not see it in theaters when it came out, but I remember renting it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like after, you know, when mm-hmm. it was a new release. Back in, the, back in the 90s, it took a little while for things to get yeah. off of, out of the screen and onto a VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I loved it back then. And it's, I want to say my wife and I watched it maybe like eight years ago. Yeah. Maybe 10 years. It's, uh, mm-hmm. It all blurs together. But like a while <laughs> back. And I remember liking it then. Mm-hmm. But watching it this time, I had forgotten so much about it, mm-hmm. even in that time. Oh, it makes, like, it makes it even a great watch. Then. It's basically, to me, like almost like the perfect kids movie in some ways in that like there's a lot of swashbuckling a lot of action none of it's violent there's a lot of slapstick comedy Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like bordering on looney tunes moments (laughs) you know what i mean and a lot of the the stuff that's happening Mm -hmm. and well and there there's it's a really good mix of action and comedy and this is antonio banderas after desperado Mm -hmm. which is the first thing i think i ever saw him in yeah and 
you know, everybody, Anthony Hopkins does good in this movie. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones does good in this movie. Uh, I'm not sure the actor's name, but the guy that plays Captain Love, Captain Love, uh, Matt, Lesher. Matt Lesher. Yeah. Matt Lesher. Great. at just being that just like quintessential. I mean, I could see someone complaining that he's like very two dimensional, you know, there's not a lot of depth to it, but I don't care for this type of pulp. Yeah. Swashbuckling, mm-hmm. you know, like no, story. He's perfect for it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so I, th- I think as long as you go into this movie knowing that it's it's an updated version of you know those those types of mm-hmm. you know swashbuckling tales of the yeah, early like Princess Bride style. Well, it's, it's yeah, got, it's definitely got a lot of the same feel as your original Indiana Jones trilogy. Yeah, and like the Rocketeer has the yes. same kind Rocketeer. of feel. Those, I kept thinking of that. Yeah, like those movies all could almost be like same universe, different characters kind of thing. Like when when we finished watching it, I was like, I miss movies like this. Yeah, yeah. like we don't get well, action it's movies just, like it's this. It's just an action blockbuster that. It knows exactly what it is, and it has fun doing it with with good production value. And the the best part about it is is that this was done at a time before CGI really became prevalent. Yeah. So everything is practical. Yep. And it just it adds so much more tactile tactileness to the film. It sure yeah. does. So speaking of practical, I'm going to name drop someone you didn't name drop in your summary. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this is a Bob Anderson film. Okay. So Bob Anderson has done. Every sword fight choreography ah. and every movie that has sword fight choreography worth watching. Mm. So that's Star Wars. That's, uh, we'll get the dubious one out of the way Highlander, including the TV series. <laughs> it's not dubious. Oh, They're really good sword fights. And they that. do have good ones, but the series as a whole is a little, meh. well, you know. You know, you can't, you can't deal with that quality. Uh, he, he's sitting there going, hey, the sword fights were good. You guys wrote it. <laughs> you guys wrote it. Yeah. It's not my problem anymore. I did the sword fights. Those, those worked great. But uh, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Lord of the Rings movies, mm. uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean, which if, absolutely if shows. There oh, is yeah. an iconic sword fight. He's done. Up, he's up done to it. about the mid two thousands. It was Bob Anderson. Yeah. almost guaranteed. Wow. So I'll, I'll go ahead that. and drop one of my mm-hmm. trivia that I have. All right. So legendary sword trainer Bob Anderson, who trained Errol Flynn, <laughs> Errol Flynn remarked that Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. was the most gifted swordman who, with whom he had ever worked with since Flynn. Banderas also trained with the Spanish Olympic team for four months for this role. Oh wow! Yeah, he, he worked hard for this one. He also insisted um, very much that he wanted to do as much, if not all, of his stunts that that he was allowed to do for himself which, which makes a big difference yeah which added more to authenticity mm-hmm. and um you know whatnot like and it make it makes such a big difference for this film because there there's some good stunts in it there's some fantastic action sequences well, there are some yeah. really good shots where when you watch like a modern action film right mm-hmm. where it would be over the shoulder quick cut over the shoulder quick cut over the shoulder quick cut but for these sword fight sequences, there are a lot of times where they kind of pull the camera back just a little bit middle zone. And they're just like, hey, look at this. It. It's a very Jackie Chan-esque feeling where they're just yeah. like, hey, I want you to see the whole scenery and every single swing of these swords as these two guys go at it. There, there's I a, think that's one of the things that surprised me the most, yeah. I think, was like watching it this time was like, I don't remember picking up on the fact that they did that. They just leave the camera yeah. mm-hmm. and you see all this action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and from what I, from my understanding is what they would do is they actually still did a lot of like, I'll say like longer single shots. Mm-hmm. And the only time that they would really cut in between those, cause they do the fight multiple times, obviously at different camera angles mm-hmm. is just to punctuate the scene and not because the actors couldn't actually perform 
like the, whole, yeah, the whole stop set it midway of choreography. Or yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes it like, again, it makes such a big difference because the film has some phenomenal action set pieces, but it also has some great sword play in it mm-hmm. just because, you know, Bob Anderson one is a fantastic um, choreographer and trainer, but the people that were doing it really cared about it. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell like, yeah, I mean, I mean again, yeah. Banderas put four months of, fencing training into this <laughs> yeah that's that's a pretty hefty commitment when mm-hmm. i was of itself trying towards like the middle of the movie towards the end when the sword fights are really happening to yeah. see like is that a stunt man like it's very easy to cover up if it was sometimes because yeah. he's Cause wearing he's got a, a mask, mask yeah. Yeah. right yeah but like a lot of times it looked like it was him yeah and so now that i know that about his training he probably was doing it he was a doing majority of the time most of it yeah, i, yeah. I want to say probably like 80 percent would right. be like definitely obviously none of the stuff when he's doing like action stuff on the horse also i imagine right. yeah, yeah there's some stuff with with the horse riding and like the actual like stunt jumps yeah oh yeah not him yeah, 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 yeah. The, and i think that's where a lot of the limitation comes in but pretty much all the sword fighting as far as i know that was him right yeah. okay yeah cool um, I mean, so I mean, we've already kind of gushed about the film. It's it has some fantastic music by James Horner. Oh yeah, the music's great. Like I think the the costuming, the set design, like all that is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely does have that like 1998 feel sometimes, well, but not got, in a bad got, way. It's got a little cheese to it, yeah. maybe, in the way the sets are designed and kind of like the over the top, like. Hey, if this is gonna explode, it's gonna explode. You well, know? like yeah. the the lighting <laughs> in a lot of scenes is like really well lit you yeah. know like it's like well, it's, this is not natural yeah, looking it's very, it's very <laughs> pulp feeling my, yeah. my wife definitely made a comment of hey look it's a sequence taking place at night where we can see everything yeah. isn't it nice I was like, yeah it's, it's, it's very nice, pretty nice. Yeah. so one thing that i found really interesting was uh, so alejandro marietta who is um antonio banderas character, yeah. character marietta was actually a historical figure not um, Alejandro, but Joaquin Marietta was a historical figure, uh, and he is widely believed to be the inspiration for the original literary character of Zorro. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So that's kind of a nod back to back to that, um, like I guess origin is what you would call it. Well, I thought yeah. it was interesting because I was looking up like the Wikipedia and like the original Zorro from mm-hmm. like the pulp stories and the the old yeah. the black and white show. His his. Name was Don Diego de la Vega. Yeah. Yes. So it's almost like Mission Impossible when they did the movies. It yeah. was like, we're going to have Ethan Hunt be our new hero. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, you know, John Voight's character yeah. or whatever was like the old Jim yeah. Phelps, I think. Phelps, yeah. yeah. And, and that was very much, a, I guess, a trend in the late 90s to bring back some of these these older heroes so, as retired past the heroes. Torch. Yes. So, so yeah. it's interesting because I was thinking about that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, when I grew up, we had like the old Zorro reruns, mm-hmm. right? We had this movie came out. We kind of ignore Legend of Zorro. It happened. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but that was but like, like, what, 05? That was 05, yeah. Uh-huh. But like thinking about it <laughs> yeah. now, it's interesting how much a character like Zorro is not really so much in like the cultural conscious. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not a character that comes up like, here's a new, I don't know, maybe there is a Zorro line of comics. I don't know. Yeah. But like you just don't see it, you know, like a Sunday paper, mm-hmm. people talking about, oh, they're going to remake the next Zorro. You know, oh, they've tapped, you know, right. this, this. Uh, director, I think, you know, or whatever. I think that it would be more likely to be in the consciousness if the Lone Ranger movie hadn't done so yeah, poorly. Yeah, really poorly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, in this movie, basically you have some white actors you playing do. in Hispanic roles, mm-hmm. you know. So it is a product of its time in 98. Like Anthony Hopkins, yeah, the least Hispanic-sounding <laughs> dude on earth with the bluest eyes ever. Well, is just well, like walking now, around. Same thing with uh, Stuart Wilson, who plays... Um, uh, 
Oh my gosh, uh, the the main bad guy. Um, oh, um, Raf- Ra- Don, Don Raphael. Don Raphael. Yeah, yeah. He's just an English actor. I mean, right now, at some to some extent, though, if you need someone to play like a Castilian Spanish, yeah. that's sure. just white. Like at the end of the day, that's not right. what what we think of nowadays yeah. as a Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a more of a blending or over time thing that's occurred. Yeah. Yeah. So like saying, oh well, they brought in because I thought about that when it first came. I was like, oh yeah, Anthony Hopkins was this guy. It's kind of weird, and I was like, oh, it's not. That weird, I guess. It's still odd to not. I mean, they always have Banderas here. Yeah, like, we got, right. We yeah, got a real yeah, Spanish yeah. speaker for this, at least. Okay. I, right. do, I do like that, like, at multiple points in the movie, they're speaking English and someone speaks Spanish and they have to have it translated to them. And I'm like, you're from Spain and you're in Mexico <laughs> <laughs> or you're in California. Like, you're near, yeah. like, all that. The the lady at the market with the, the flowers. Oh, so I always, so I interpreted her to be more like she is uh, like a like Indian descent as opposed to speaking Spanish. So oh, she's really? speaking like a different. Like a different dialect. Yeah, Maybe or, I well, didn't catch that. a different that. language entirely. Mm-hmm. That was, I had this moment where I thought she was how, speaking Spanish and they were like, what? And I'm like, hold on. Because <laughs> listening to some of what she was saying, I was like, I don't know what she's saying. And they don't, of course, they don't give you subtitles because it's meant right. to be. Un, unknown, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, that's how I was interpreting at the time. I don't know how accurate that is for it what might they, what it, they yeah. wanted. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I have a question, which we ask every time: yeah. Would you recommend it, and would you rewatch it? Absolutely. I would absolutely recommend this. I had this thought throughout the entire time of watching it of like, I want to show this to my nephew so bad. Yeah, because I guarantee he hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And again, like when I say this is like a perfect kids movie, is like. There is death in it. Yeah. But, like, nowhere near the death I saw when I was a kid. I was watching Die Hard at five. It's it's pretty bloodless when they, like, do, like, stabs or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just passes through and you move on. For the most part. For the most part. Like, there there are, like, maybe, like, one or two, like, actual gruesome deaths in here. But it's Mm -hmm. more implied. It's more, I mean, like, there's a a float, you know, there's, like, body parts. There's a floating. There's a floating. There's a floating head in a jar. There's things that are, like gross and off-putting but it's never like to the point that i would be like yeah oh, oh, children can't watch this it's yeah. not yeah. like gratuitous sprays of well, blood or that kind of thing so yeah. i remember like whenever this came out i was eighth grade ish somewhere around there and um, my mom loves this film yeah and we would just throw it on at any point in time like it didn't matter for, for at least my parents. They, they let me watch it because they were just like yeah that's fun yeah we, we <laughs> want to watch it so he's just gonna be here yeah you know? whatever uh, but yeah, I mean, I would also recommend it and um, uh, definitely rewatch it. I mean, yeah. I would rewatch it just yeah. for Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's an absolute smoke show in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. I mean, that. so this was like the role that really got her famous because then I think after this she did Entrapment, if yeah. I remember correctly. Entrapment oh, was like right. Entrapment 98, was I think like, the same year. Same, oh, yeah. Was it 98? It was close to it. It was, it was, it was around there. Yeah. But from, what, from my understanding, this was what really like put her on the map yeah, as, as an actress. 99, so it's the yeah. next set. Basically. Yeah, it's the next well, it, it was funny because we were re-watching it the other night, and like every time Antonio Banderas comes on screen, my wife would go, mm. And every time <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones would come on screen, I'd go, mm. <laughs> I mean, Antonio Banderas is a very handsome man. Like, there's something man. for everybody in this movie is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but well, especially, you know, if you want to crank back with something that's a little more... I don't want to call it because it's, it's not subdued. It's not the term I'm looking for, but it's more. It's simpler. It's it is simpler. It's easier to follow it's than a, a lot little, of the convoluted plots. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the plot's not as convoluted, but also kind of like the ideals and the people in play are a little simpler. Yeah, and well, like it, it knows exactly what it is. It's yeah, very much so that pulp fiction feel of kind of like we've got swords and fists and we're just gonna make things happen. You know. Yeah. The way the way I would think of it too is like it, it reminded me of like. 
back in like the nineties and 98 and like 90, whatever, two or three for the rocketeer. Like you could have these simpler movies Mm-hmm. that were still executed really well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas nowadays, I feel like a lot of times when it's a simpler movie or a kid's movie or not that this people, is a kid's people movie. People lambast like, it because you're like, it's not complicated well, enough. They, it's well, not the Dark Knight. But on top of that, they phone it in and there's plot holes everywhere yeah, because they're like, yeah. who cares, whatever. It's mm-hmm. just this, it's like a throwaway. We're, we're you not know. making that kind of movie, kid. Right, yeah. And like that's how they treat it. Whereas <laughs> back here, they, this could have very easily been the same thing where they like they just didn't care about yeah. plot holes. But it's like, perfectly competent it, it's simpler it's not as convoluted as other stuff but it's yeah. it's really well done well, mm-hmm. they, they approached it they took it seriously but what you the result you have on screen isn't necessarily always serious if that makes sense yeah, yeah. like yeah. they were very they're very serious about the craft involved yes which I mean, we already see we are talking about you know bandera spending four months mm-hmm. training for this uh so like everyone involved i think really like knuckled down i was like we're gonna do a if we're going to make this kind of film, we're going to make the best yeah. version of it we can kind of thing. So, yeah. We've been talking about one character famous for leaving his mark. If you want to oh, no. know how we've left oh, our no. mark... Check out spoilersintendedpodcast.com. That was not where I thought this was going. No, I, I was like, where, where is this going to go? You can go there to see things like all of our great prior content, yes. links to our Discord, Patreon, and our socials. And on our Discord, we have a great number of channels that you can go check out. What we're listening to, what we're yeah. watching, what games we're playing. Hobbies. We also have hobby channels. What What's cooking? You know, what did you eat tonight? Five guys? That's I don't know. Cool? Show us your pets. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, pets are cool too. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Get on Discord. I want to see your cats. I want to see your dogs. <laughs> yeah. Lizards, we also snakes, have <laughs> goldfish. Whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have social media. We have two accounts. We got a Facebook and Instagram. We're we'll keeping it. it simple for you. This is for you, not us. <laughs> it's just for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we post a lot of fun stuff on there, and every week we post what we're going to be recording or reviewing rather the next week, so you can watch along with us. And we are back from the spoiler wall that uh, Stephen has so graciously scratched the S of our name into. <laughs> Darn right. It the took him a long time, though. It was wasn't, easy. like, quick and cool. <laughs> it, was it was really like, slow. He really chipped at it for a <laughs> while. Grab that grabbed that foil and kind of leaned into it like I was doing a, uh, like a chisel move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So before we get into the nitty gritty of all of our categories, let's talk some, a little bit of trivia. There's not too much trivia, so I'm sure. going to try and hold a little bit. I can, but, um, one of the things that I found really interesting was Anthony Hopkins was very adamant that he wanted to use Zorro's bullwhip, which, um, the director, Martin Campbell, did not want to use. Really? For various reasons. That's such an iconic uh, There's so many bullwhip-centric yeah. scenes in this, yeah. this movie. So Anthony Hopkins basically just forced him. He was like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And whether you are going to do it or whether you want me to or not. Trading, I'm yeah. going to do it. I was Hannibal Lecter. I'm using the whip. Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, he was very proud of the work that he did mastering the bullwhip and insisted they let him show it off a bit. So the scene in the cave where Diego is extinguishing the candles with the bullwhip, that's all Anthony That's real? Hopkins. Really? Wow. Oh, wow. Real. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I, I was actually watching that scene. I was like, I wonder if they like hollowed out part of the candle so there's air going straight no, up. Oh, I thought there was something. like a production assistant on the ground just going, whoof, whoof, and blowing <laughs> them out. That is all Han- Anthony Hopkins, baby. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> Way to go. 
and then let's see. I got one more before we go. So in. when they split his mask with the bulbs, that also Anthony Hopkins. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> let's put that it, was probably let's, not. Let's put your marquee <laughs> Antonio Banderas out there. <laughs> so this is actually um, a good segue into spectacle. So at the end, when Zoro confronts Captain Love, he pulls his sword out, and the sun glints off the blade. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. This was not CGI. Sure. This was suggested by Anth- Antonio Banderas. He held. He had to tilt the sword to catch the sun without breaking eye tack. Eye contact, contact yeah. with Matt Lesher. And it, it had only, to hit the frame, right? Like yeah. the, the lens yeah. just right. It only took three takes. That was good. Yeah. yeah. That's such when a it happens sequence. and the music hits right oh, when the, yeah. the lens flare oh, hits, I was like, go. ooh. <laughs> let's go. Well, and yeah. it's, it's so, because it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we've, we've kind of hammered down now that it's very pulp. Yeah. That is exactly what you would think of. Yeah. Like in that kind of like pivotal it's scene. It's such a comic book move. And yeah. it's so like over the top that you're just like, there's no way that's real. Well, I, I rewound it yeah. on, on that part because I was like, hmm. We it, didn't have good lens flare plugins yeah. in 1998. <laughs> Man, it was, it's great. Yeah. Like, it it's just good. fantastic. So let's move on into Spectacle, okay. which I think is pretty fantastic. Someone start. Yeah, I, I think Shh. definitely. Andrew, please, anybody, someone. I'm yeah, like looking at, at the, 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 the fight choreography, the, the swashbuckling, the action scenes, the swinging off of like, you know, ropes and the, the whip. I really like the, the rope, um, j- I'll say jungle gym for a course oh, yes. that, he ha- yeah. that he has in yeah. the training area. Man, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cause like when you first see it, you're like, that looks inconvenient. Why are all these ropes? Everywhere? And then when you see him like <laughs> bopping around, mm-hmm. you know, and jumping through them, you're like, Oh, well, and I always love seeing that and then seeing the payoff. Later, the, like later, yeah. whenever he's trying to escape from the um, after stealing the map. Oh yeah, and yeah. he's like you know going up and around on the trees and everything it feels great. And he's he's doing the same angle, mm-hmm. like yeah, swing around, very much yeah. doing the gymnast moves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like like I said, the costuming, the sets, the, the where they shot it and stuff, everything looks really good. Yeah. And then, yeah, the action choreography. Again, I, I could say from a, a camera work and a lighting perspective, mm-hmm. it is kind of rooted in the late 90s, and it's yeah. a little a little simpler than, like, GoldenEye. GoldenEye, yeah. I feel like, got a little more crazy with camera angles mm-hmm. and stuff. But this ain't the movie for that. You know, like, it's... Well, yeah, because I think it's just a different feel. It is, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. because, like, this, they were going for more of, I'll say, a comic book-esque style right. of storytelling, where, like, GoldenEye, you, can, you have a little bit more, I think, leeway with the James Bond franchise because yeah. like it's an it's a true action film where this is a little bit more you you're also trying to tell a story with it at the same time right and like a lot of that you tell the story with the visuals yeah yeah well and honestly like at this point you have these people who've trained this hard for it and they're going at it. like that sword fight scene in the hallway oh, oh yeah that's, yeah. that's like a good one between that's captain love and um and zoro uh, yeah zoro but like that whole fight sequence one is great, and two, they're like, "Hey, like the the camera operator is like, so you want me to like move, like zoom in, zoom out? Like, no, 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 leave it alone. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. These guys are just going at it, right? So, like, let that let that play out. So the only the only thing that I have to say about that, and it's just kind of silly, is there there are a couple times where Zoro will basically or. Um, yeah, he'll basically knock like Captain Love down, and then he'll continue fighting um, Don Raphael mm-hmm. for like probably a good like fifteen to twenty seconds, and then Captain Love comes back and in. Enough, yeah. enough time so, for Love to get up and rise up. But well, that, I mean, more than enough time. Yeah, like 
like he like he just kind of pushed him down. Yeah. And then like they just kind of keep going. And it's like if Captain Love has like a lot of adrenaline going through him right now. Yeah. He is out for blood. Like what are you doing? Just like hanging out, looking at your watch. Like yeah. No, I I will say, you're but too, that, that's, he's taking a breather. That's maybe got winded. That's yeah, not yeah, a big got kicked knock. Out that's just it's just more of an observation where it's just like this right. is very much that kind of like I'm fighting you now. I'm fighting both of you now. I'm fighting one more. Just like in the pulp, yeah. you know, it stories is, and yeah. movies of. Ye olden times. <laughs> well, and also to that point, like it, it, there can be, it can be really hard to just be like, Hey, like my buddy's fighting this dude. They both have swords and I'm just going to wade into this fight when there's yeah, sword tips going everywhere. Yeah, like you, you don't, don't want to like jump in and then like kill your buddy. Right. Well, when we see <laughs> this, yourself, ah, I jumped yeah. in on a sword. <laughs> yeah. When we, yeah. we basically see this at the start of the film, right? When, uh, uh, Don Vago's mm-hmm. wife is shot. You know, she yes. enters into the fight and it's yeah. not intentional. Yeah. So like it's it's the same kind of thing. Whenever I watch those scenes, it's like, yeah, you know, like I don't blame Captain Love either. If these two are just going out with a sword, I might lay there for a second and be like, maybe Don will stick him a time or two. <laughs> and then I'll get back in there. You know, maybe maybe uh yeah. maybe yeah. he'll wear himself out on the old man. Yeah, because like there there definitely is like you don't like you know, you don't want to just rush in. Mm-hmm. But it was just more like I just always it laugh is funny, yeah. where he just gets knocked down and then you're just like, Oh, they're going for like a good thirty seconds and now now he's, then he's come back. back. You're yeah, like, wait, back. oh yeah. <laughs> well like like we have like the gentleman's agreement where it's like, look, I'm gonna fight you and then you and then this third guy, and then I'll come back to you. Okay, I'm gonna get back to you. I promise. It's not your <laughs> turn. It's your turn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and they kind of do that with whenever he's standing on the table. Yeah. Uh, in the center of like the oh, uh, yeah. of that courtyard. Yeah. And then like you know you just have people coming up and and like he's knocking them down, and then another guy comes up, which I mean like it's great. Like it's a great scene. Yeah. It's it is, it's really, it's really exciting, and the music is great. Uh, and it really just hammers home like how much the they cared about the I'll say the clarity of like their story that they were telling. Well, it's also fun you know to watch this film right set not you know or made or released in ninety eight. It's probably mm-hmm. made in ninety seven, ninety six yeah. ish, where there's basically no CGI at play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a lot of practical, and that includes you know things like blowing stuff up. You know, yeah, like, like you blowing see up this, the entire mine. Yeah, yeah, when we see this yeah. set and then it gets blown up. Well, one they built that, and two they blew that up. Yeah. And that has its own, like, thinking about if that film were made today, right? All of that, all of that would be CGI. It would be Antonio Banderas on a green screen by himself. Yeah. And it would look terrible. Which, okay. two, two things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. uh, I hope you bring up what I think you're going to bring up. The sound effects yeah, of the, ti- the lions oh and the jaguars <laughs> during all the explosions. Because it starts in the very intro of the yes, movie, which does. also has some very cheesy, like, that is CGI. early it's alpha channel. Great. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they lit a... a you know, green screen on fire and say, can you key that? I don't know. We'll find out. And they put it on the Z. <laughs> so the intro is like, woof. But then everything after that's great. But yeah, every explosive is Yeah. They do like the wildcat. <laughs> the one point is like, <laughs> you're like, why? You could have just like, what a choice. I'm sure there was a T-Rex in there somewhere. Somewhere, probably. yeah. Yeah, you could just have the original. I, I do wonder, like, man, that, that Foley studio, they were losing their minds. Like, so what is, what is fire selling? I don't know, probably like a, a big cat. <laughs> the guy's what? like, we've got to finish this Foley today. Okay, uh, all I brought was the tape of big cat sounds. Make it work. I was I was going to work on I National Geographic. Geographic on my lunch break, so you know, <laughs> put it in there. We'll stretch it a little. I can do this. Yeah, yeah it is. It is pretty. Like of all the things that don't 
fit well. Like mm-hmm. I can I can allow the cheesy intro because one, it's cheesy, and sure. two, it's very over the top, right? Yeah. But when we're actually just blowing up a structure and just <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Who looks at that? Well, like, it's like it's That's not great. one. It's like it's four like, or five. five yeah. Yeah. And it keeps Layering going. And it's oh, like, yeah. what do we do? <laughs> so speaking of the intro, yeah. the visuals of it with the the really hardcore backlight and Zoro yeah. walking like up to it with like the with James Horner's kind of like Spanish mm-hmm. um, yeah. tapping. I don't even know if like they're like what the what the yeah, like tech- a, is it like a like a flamenco yeah like of? a flamenco style yeah. um, track. <laughs> And him just like walking up with like the really hard shadows, with the red. Yeah, oh, man, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's like it really sets the tone for like the kind of film you're about to get into. Yeah. Well, then we also have like the classic, uh, you know, comic book move, right? Where uh, old Zorro mm-hmm. in, the, in our cold open is, you know, rears the horse up in the the sun. Oh yeah. To, to ride out across the <laughs> roof. Top question mark? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was an interesting move. That's a really okay. heavy horse. I'm, I'm curious horse. if those... Uh, Roofs weren't that good back then. Either. I know. <laughs> well, see, what's funny is when I was looking at all that construction, I was like, you know, I bet these things were like some, like in that era, like those bunk beds in that fight scene. I was like, you know, I bet those pieces of wood were some solid pieces of wood. 2,000 pounds. Because you'd have a choice, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that was a heavy piece of uh, furniture right yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, that, that horse was very strong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be fair, Spanish Andalusians are absolutely beautiful, magnificent creatures. Yeah. My uh, growing up, my mom had a Andalusian Morgan. So it wasn't a true mm-hmm. traditional Spanish Andalusian horse, but it was um, basically a, a mix. Yeah. And um, he had just as much personality as Tornado does oh, really? in the film. I Did you ever try to jump off a building onto him or anything? <laughs> like, like, whenever that happens, I can't blame the horse and be like, yeah, I don't want to catch you. No, yeah. Like, <laughs> The, hor- the horse is probably smarter than you at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the idiot thinking, I'm going to jump 20 feet and land on that horse. Balls first. It'll be totally fine. Like, it's done. <laughs> right on the saddle. No big oh, deal. Oh, man. Yeah. A good, soft, hard leather saddle. <laughs> so, speaking of saddles, yeah. What was up with Captain Love's saddle? Did anybody else notice that? It was oh. like leopard print or something. Was, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like his, his saddle blanket. It was like leopard. And I was it was like, weird. I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be like, oh, he like big game hunts, a big game or, or something yeah. like that or that, what or it could be um, it could be maybe something native uh, american whatever, i don't know, know. Yeah. it was very bizarre every time i saw it though i was like <laughs> man why has he got this leopard print thing going well, on when we're, yeah. while we're speaking on captain love mm-hmm. his, his long um revolver that he has oh yeah like, i don't yeah. i don't know what kind of revolver that is but it's like an extra long barrel i mean presumably it's just like a colt or something yeah with just era. like a really long it's just it a colt a extra long, large like, yeah. a, like a navy <laughs> colt or something i don't know um actually the navy is probably shorter anyway it doesn't matter um, <laughs> <laughs> well let's move on to the performance okay yeah so i'm just gonna go ahead and say it i think anthony hopkins is probably my favorite in this film. Yeah. Uh, one, he does a fantastic performance, good and emotional whenever, you know, it calls for it, especially whenever he's talking to Elena, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the stables and he meets her for the first time again. Oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah, yeah. just brutal. Cause like, you know, you, all of us, we all, we all no, know the, context, the backstory yeah, and the yeah. context of it. And it is just heartbreaking, you know, seeing this father, you know, come to terms with the fact that she is still quotation marks, his daughter, but not right. his daughter anymore. Yeah. No, like Anthony Hopkins, I think is good in just about anything he's ever been in. Yeah, like even when he's like phoning it in, quote unquote, and just like being like like the Transformers Dark or the Last oh, Night or something. Yeah, I don't even remember him <laughs> being in that, but I get I didn't see that one, I guess. But yeah, he still probably does 
perfectly fine. Yeah. Because if he's just Anthony Hopkins, it's going to work. A, yeah, he's yeah. just a phenomenal actor. Uh, but he he really commits in this one. He, he does. He, he does really good. And yeah. I, I like that you, you can see, like, the emotion on his face, both when he's, like, the younger mm-hmm. you know, version of himself and older, of just, like, the, the conviction and the hatred. Oh, yeah. But then, well, like, when, when she's, like, drop it, you know, and he drops mm-hmm. his sword, you can just see, like, in his expressions, like, the turmoil he's going through. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, um, interesting fact, just on Anthony Hopkins, whenever he was impersonating the butler for the for the, the gala or party mm-hmm. or whatever so that they were Bernardo at. Bernardo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, that is essentially the the original butler that Zorro would um, dress at or, like, basically go in disguise as in the original pulp comics. Oh, really? And the Zorro and the butler were essentially, like, early inspiration for Batman and Alfred. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of the, the like kind of like the proto which, Batman. Which there's there's some dispute about that, and there's always when you get far enough back, there's always some. Yeah. But like watching Zorro is like, yeah, this is just you know, it's Span- just Spanish, Spanish Batman. Batman. Yeah, from <laughs> the 1800s or whenever. Yeah. Uh, like it very much so has that feel of like, well, he's a very rich, rich, you know, landed lord with the bat cave, with a secret cave next to a waterfall. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that, it's not like uh, yeah, that, that fights the the villainy of that you know in his class, the and, oppression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, what about you guys? I talked about Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, and I mean, we've already discussed. You know, uh, the villains are, are very good. Stuart Wilson and uh, Matt Letcher. Matt Letcher, both are good. I want to give a shout out to Antonio Banderas because I think this is again. Fairly early in his career, mm-hmm. like he had done a Relatively, few movies. Yeah. So know. he was 36 when he did this. Oh, really? Uh, and he was supposed to be playing. So uh, I would Alejandro have him as younger. 27. Yeah, yeah. Well, so now Catherine Zeta-Jones is early 20s. She's yeah. like a she, decade-ish she was, younger. Yeah. So she was 26. Yeah. Filming this, she's supposed to be playing Elena, who's obviously 20. Right for for the actual story, but I don't think that really matters. Yeah, so, she you know, she basically looks almost ageless at this point. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her her and uh, Salma Hayek. Yeah. Like, they just I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> you know, like, what kind of milk are y'all age. drinking? Like, yeah. let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought that's what she did really good too, Catherine Zeta mm-hmm. because this is probably the first thing I had ever seen her in. Yeah. Well, this is well. So she had done like TV roles, I think, but this was like her okay. first really big like breakout movie movie role, and she did a fantastic job. And I always like go back to that scene with her and Anthony Hopkins while they're brushing the horse or while oh, they're yeah. brushing tornado. That's a very good one, yeah. It's a great scene where you get to see kind of both of them, you know, uh, with some of their acting chops, and it's just pretty fantastic. Uh, and Antonio Banderas, uh, particularly whenever he's um, talking with Anthony Hopkins for the first time or first or like second time kind of going through the emotions of like, you know, having lost his brother yeah, and, and just kind of like the anger and rage is just like, he does such a good job. Like everyone, no one phoned it in. No. And again, I could, I could see someone who's, like maybe if you went into this not understanding, this is like a pulp action adventure. I, yeah, thing. I could see like, oh well, Matt Letcher's Captain Love is very cartoonish. One, yeah, yeah, cartoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm evil to be evil, yeah. which is fine. I just like, see, if if you meet this movie on its own terms, yeah, then everybody executed wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's really no one that like I can point to that was a bad actor. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, or did a bad no. performance. Everybody did great, and I mean for the most part, they're that you almost could could say that there's almost a little too much like overacting at points where it's like they sold a little, bit. a little too hard. Yeah. But again, for what they're shooting for, which is kind of that pulpy feel that just kind of fits. 
Yeah. Well, it's kind like, of the same problem we had with Rocketeer of like, right, yeah. how do you grade somebody and how good they're acting is when they're intentionally acting cheesy. Mm-hmm. You know? or, or like they're from the 30s or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, you know, cool to see them play off each other. It's interesting to see like the transition of uh, Antonio Banderas' character from kind of just the, the rogue, which even when he's like the, the bandit, right, up to no yeah. good, they're also pulling tricks, right? Like mm-hmm. he's captured by the bounty hunter who's actually part of his gang kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but like him when he's drunk and enraged Mm -hmm. and like him and Hopkins kind of playing off each other as Hopkins just kind of like beats him up. (laughs) It's just like, you just got beat up by a crippled old man. How are you going to go fight, you know, a trained soldier? Yeah. Uh, But like, I, I really like their interplay Mm -hmm. between the two of them. They have great chemistry. They really went like, well, granted, where they need to, we have a lot of scenes just the two of them talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if they didn't, it would the movie would really hurt for it. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed watching the two of them work with each other because uh, uh, Antonio Banderas is an actor I really liked, basically yeah. for his whole career. Same thing for Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, so it would be disappointing to kind of go back, like, oh, let's go with the Wayback Machine. Be like, boy, Banderas, uh, he's right. come a long yeah. way. You know, I'd be like, Oof. no, they were great. So <laughs> we uh, have to talk about my favorite character. Yeah. Okay. Three fingered Jack. Oh, three fingered Jack. <laughs> I love this guy. I love everything about him. <laughs> like when he gets shot jumping off the horse at the front, I'm like, oh, Jack. <laughs> and then at the end, he's at this mine and he's just like, Ranting. I'm going out and I will take you with me as I just spit your name. And he like <laughs> flies and gets shot out of the sky again. Yep. I, I do love uh, that Captain Love kind of drops the if I had two nickels line or yeah. I had a nickel for every time. He's like, it's the second time I've shot that man out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> but then you actually get like a decent little death scene with him when he's like looking. Yeah. Know, at and, and he, yeah, and he sees Alejandro and recognizes him yeah. and like has that moment of realization before he, he mm-hmm. passes crosses away. over. Yeah. yeah. Although I did think really funny when uh, he gets back uh, when Zorro Banderas uh-huh. gets back from that trip. Yeah. And he's like being contemplative in the the Bat Cave, the mm-hmm. Zorro Cave, and he like peels off like stuck on mustache. Like, dude, you already had that's what I said. That same facial hair. Like, couldn't they have just like let you trim that down and then yeah. you just shave clean shave? Like that's I'll tell you what weird happened. He scene. probably messed up doing it. Oh and then he just had to shave it and put a fake one on. <laughs> well it's just weird for them to show us show him like reveal a stick of mustache from like, you know, seventeen thirty or yeah. whatever, whatever year this is is set in. I don't know offhand. Yeah. Eighteen oh five? I don't know. Uh so speaking on a little bit uh, on Matt Letcher, uh, he admitted it was actually very hard to act against Antonio Banderas being the antagonist because he had um, him and Antonio got along so well. Oh no! And that <laughs> An- Antonio is such a genuine guy in real life that he had a hard time acting hatred towards him. Ah, oh, uh, eighteen ten. <laughs> Let me tell you about my best. <laughs> <laughs> See, all I could think about was. Uh, it's not Desperados, I don't think. It, maybe it's Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So it's the scene where Banderas is like backing down the church aisle shooting. Yeah. Uh, for that film, they couldn't get like like real prop weapons mm-hmm. past Mexican government. They yeah. were very hostile to it, so they were using like fake rubber guns, basically. <laughs> and so they had to reshoot it constantly because Banderas wanted to hear the guns. Oh, and he kept pew, going, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> While he's doing oh, that God. sequence, As some for some reason midway through the film that got stuck in my head. I don't know if it was an expression he made or what, and it's all I could think about for like half the film. So you're welcome. You can think about that now too. That's funny. Uh, one last bit, and then we can move on to score. So um, Anthony Hopkins initially refused 
uh, the part for Della Vega. Interesting. Because his because he had um, um, back problems. Oh mm. yeah, yeah. And then he surgery. ended up getting an operation to allow him to do it. And he still did a decent amount of like sword work and, yeah. and I mean, that kind of stuff. Got that whip out, you yeah. Know, like yeah, I mean, you know, props to him, right? Well, like late, about midway through the movie when they're doing the training and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, I thought he was an old crippled man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this guy's very capable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to score. Yeah. Uh, so James Horner did an absolute fantastic composition for this this whole um, soundtrack. It's yeah. been on my rotation for decades at this point. Again, it's been a long time since I watched this. Mm-hmm. I forgot how good the music was. Well, and, and it's one of those things, too, where it's like, I bet, like, even if you, like, had heard, like, some of that music, like, yeah. just in, in the wild, yeah. in the wild, yeah, like, you would recognize where it's from. It's very Probably, distinctive. Yeah. Or you'd be like, man, this sounds like something that could, could be in a Zorro film. Oh, it is. It is from Zorro. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> right. <laughs> well, like, like. Uh, Ryan was saying earlier, you know, when he does the sword glint and the music rises yeah. up, you're like, yeah, this is this is basically everything I want right. out of this moment. Yeah. Like, just, mm, no, no, it's perfect. Well, because you know that Captain Love is, a like, he is beaten, and it's, mm-hmm. like, he's about to get crushed by, like, 14 tons worth of gold. Oh, who knows? How, I love how that was the solution to the gold. Let's take the very heavy object, and let's lift it. Just, just ride it out of there, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, it doesn't, like... It clearly like that that whole like the way that that mine and canyon is set up like why did you have to lift it up like couldn't you just like drive <laughs> everybody else <laughs> rode in on the road yeah, anyways, yeah. That's, that's more of a plot that's not problem. music related yeah. yeah yeah so I want to I want to listen to um, what is the track uh, it is the fencing lesson the fencing oh, lesson it's got a little bit of like stomping in it I think yeah it takes a second for it to kind of build up but this is probably one of my favorite kind of tracks. Oh, okay, yeah. So this is the one that opens like you're in a hipster bar in New York <laughs> City somewhere. Then you get some of the... Us claps, not mm-hmm. stops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because this is this when um, De La Vega is just schooling and yeah. Tony Banderas' character just, just wholeheartedly, like, yeah. he's just like, and slow. And slow. slow. Well, and it, it starts to pick up as mm-hmm. the pace of the scene picks up. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, because this is effectively this is essentially just the training montage for. It's, it's actually a little Alejandro. less montagey than I remember. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh yeah, we have like multiple sequences, and it kind of just goes straight. It doesn't do like a bunch of cuts. Yeah. No, it's more uh, of a like you get like two training scenes, two long, yeah. two long sequences with like the. Um, was it him doing push-ups over yeah. the, the candle? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Anthony Hopkins... Uh, resting his feet, feet on his feet feet body. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love how he, when he's like, oh, it's very good. It's time for a drink. And so it's time for him to have a drink, <laughs> not you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and... That's a good one. The the best part about it, though, is that all of this stuff... Like, so whenever you watch, like, a Rocky montage, like, you always, like... You never really have callbacks to, like, the training techniques right. that happen. It's just him punching more stuff. Just right. get that slap of meat Wait, out there and hit it. I mean, where, I guess later he punches. Yeah, yeah. So. But, like, these, like, you have specific... <laughs> you have specific callbacks to the techniques that he learned in training right. because De La Vega knows like these are the kind of things you're going to kind of find yourself into, particularly when you're fencing. Right. Like in Rocky, we don't see him chase a chicken in the ring or yeah. something. Yeah, like exactly. Connect. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to plot. It's a bit more cerebral than yeah. that, right? Come on. <laughs> is, it, is it more cerebral? Or I'm going less. With that answer. Answer. I'm going with more that if you chase a real chicken in the ring. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, I mean, the plot for this movie's, I mean, really straightforward. I don't really notice yeah. any major plot points. No, I mean, like, you know, the, the setup of the story of, like, what's going on is interesting because mm-hmm. it's like, so here's this dude. He gets ousted or whatever. This revolution happens. And then he just comes back, like, you know, 20 years later. Yeah. And everybody's, like, begrudgingly, like, all right. And then he starts giving this speech on the beach. And, like, three sentences in, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You got it. <laughs> I miss this guy. Yeah, we're, we're behind him. Yeah, you yeah. Know, forget how, like, decades ago he was just going to kill people at random. Right. And well, then I was like, well, how many of these people were around back then? I was trying to scan, yeah, like, how, how old, old are you? Old, yeah. yeah. How old are these people? Yeah, maybe it's all the young people, like, yeah, wait, he's saying a lot of things that make sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this speaks to my interest. You know? <laughs> Um, oh, the wow. other plot part that like it didn't bother me. I just it, it's never really explained, and maybe it's my lack of history of what was going on in California in eighteen ten. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, Colonel or the Captain, what's his name? Captain Love. Love. What's he doing? I mean, he's just, he's, he's just, just not in the military. Sol- he's just hanging hire, loose baby. here. Yeah, he's just a soldier for hire. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like he he was in the military. He got out, kept wearing the uniform, well, probably still in it. It's like quite it, possible it's, that he's still in it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so, possible that he, like, he basically, I'll say, was assigned to this section of the U.S. Yeah. And it's not the U.S., though. Well, it's not the U.S., but, like, the Would, frontier. Yeah, the frontier, yeah. yeah. And uh, effectively, he's just kind of, you know, a, a, a moonlight for hire. You know, yeah. Captain's pay isn't what it so, used to but be. But according to his superiors, he's just out there yeah. on standby. Just doing his stuff. Well, but okay. I, I I tend to lean towards the idea that he was probably drummed out of the military for being a psychopath. Yeah, probably. Been, and yeah. then, you know, what those skills are good for is, well, you sell those skills being to other a psychopath. insane villains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, the biggest issue in the plot that I see is, okay, so Don Raphael is essentially ousted by the people yes. 20 yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Comes back, it's been 20 years, and he rolls up and he's like, so we've got the gold mine, right? And it's like, Who? Who put that plan into motion and right. made those people like we needed the the other guy, Captain Love? No, not no, no, the the no, no, other Captain dude. Love. We need the other Don that he like relies on. I presume Don Luis, the one he, he gave him, all the deeds, yeah, yeah. deeds to. That was like it was like in the plan. Like here's the deeds. There's gold in them hills. Put the people to work. I don't know. I just would have liked a little more in there where we could figure out mm-hmm. like maybe that's why he put on the big show in the, the public square at the start because he's like, well, I need to get rid of Zorro. Because right. Zorro could foul up my long-term planning out here that I've got where I'm yeah. stealing gold at the time, not from Santa Ana, but from the Spanish government. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. It, you see those scenes where, like, more of that. he gets Don Luis to go get the thing out of the, the secret compartment when um, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins has snuck in there as yeah. the butler. So, like, clearly Don Luis is, like, his He's been doing stuff guy. behind, but we mm-hmm. just, just needed, never communicated what like he's doing. We like, a scene or, well, like, a letter on a desk or just anything. Just so, a little more. So, yeah. the, only other, the only other problem that you kind of run into is you do actually have to have a pretty good understanding of basically the the Spanish Revolution. The politics. And, and the, the politics time, the, the for Santa Ana yeah. and the right. Spanish government and Texas and, like, all these other, like, and, like, why California was an independent republic or, like, trying or, or to become one. Be, yeah. And those kind of things. And, like, those are never really explained in any kind of overt detail in the film. Right. So if you don't have any, like, familiarity with it, it'll be kind of confusing. I have no familiarity with it, with it and I was a little confused. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not enough to, like, no, it, like, it doesn't really movie, detract yeah. from it because it's still like this, the revenge plot line and the is redemption the core. is yeah. the core. And yeah. then all this stuff is kind of tertiary. Like those are just the reason stuff is happening and why our bad guys are bad guys. Well, also, right. I like seeing in the plot kind of the evolution of Alejandro as a character where he's going from his initial motivation is revenge. I'm going to kill that man. Yep. 
and that's some total of my life objectives. Right. Two, he sees the suffering of the people. Now mm-hmm. he wants to help the people. Like, yeah. like it builds up, right? Like you actually have an a, arc, a real development there, as yeah. opposed to just being. Yeah, I like the mask. The mask got me the hot woman, and I stabbed a dude. <laughs> and I, I got think, my revenge. I think I'm going to keep yeah. doing this. You know, it seems to be working out. Yeah. You know, like there's more there. So. Well, yeah, because at the end of the film, like you really do feel that he is. Zorro. He is and, Zorro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and not uh, essentially a stand-in for what Della Vega stood for. Or, or right. just Zorro. Or yeah. just that he's purely, you know, Della Vega's puppet. Right? Yes. He's just yeah, doing yeah. what yeah. De La Vega wants, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed that part of it a yeah. lot, where we actually see him kind of build up as a character mm-hmm. and, and grow as a person, essentially. Yeah. While he's in the guise of the, the worst version of himself, which is the, uh, like, the noble, the yeah. young noble guy, mm-hmm. uh, who I don't remember what he... he on something or other. Um, I can't remember. It's, it's probably still just Alejandro, honestly. It may I, be, I, actually. They just kind of, they, they, they like that name. They stuck with it. Like, you know what? You can't screw that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the IMDb. It's just, yeah. Well, I mean, because that's just his disguise. Yeah, it's just a disguise. Yeah. But whoever he is as that character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the only other thing that, that always kind of, that did, I'm not going to say it even bothered me. It was just mm-hmm. something that always crosses my mind of, like, how, like, I mean, because Captain Love is very cartoonish when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. he is evil to be evil. And yeah, you don't really get a good motivation. He just kind of likes killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just right. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the horrors of war drove him to madness. I, and maybe it like, did. Now he's a psychopath because so, he's seen too so much and lost what, too many friends or something. See, yeah. this is what happens. This is what a cavalry officer becomes when he isn't captured by the natives. Right. Like yeah, I was gonna, in, he uh, just snapped. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, this is just Nathan Algren, but he didn't get captured. The, the, bad, right. coin, the bad coin <laughs> flip of Nathan Algren, not the yeah. good coin flip. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Algren from The Last Samurai, for those. For, to be more specific. Unclear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which we have an episode. We do. We do. It'll likely be out before this one? <laughs> Question Probably. Mark. This is why we're referencing. We did watch it, it is, not that long If it's ago. not out, it is coming out. Yeah, get ready. <laughs> we're so good. If you can't find it, wait longer. <laughs> just, just go back to the website, press F5, it'll be there. Refresh it every hour. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to entertainment. Yeah. Let's I want to hear what your favorite scenes are or favorite scene. Oh, I like or the your, scene. Your favorite moment, I guess. I like the scene with with him and uh Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, when they're like <laughs> and he uh, in the stable? Yeah, in the stable. <laughs> yeah, you would like that. I, mean, I do every, like that. Who doesn't like that? Every adolescent boy. It was a formative a, 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 a core memory for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the reason I like that scene beyond the obvious ones is that like I think the flirting that happens between Antonio Banderas and her is like so believable and yeah. so good. But then also like to go even further to my entertainment score, like over or the, my entertainment mm-hmm. thoughts is like, I was very entertained with this movie because of the way Antonio Banderas interacted with her, his interactions with the, uh, uh, Captain Love. Yeah. And with, uh, Antonio, uh, or, or Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, all of those dynamics, like the student teacher dynamic, the, the villain dynamic and her had, very interesting scenes. Well, and right? and they're all mutually exclusive compartments of his yeah. character. They're not, it's not like he's bleeding over into one or the other because he has very, obviously clearly different relationships with yeah. each one. And because of that, you ha- like, even whenever he's in disguise and he's talking with Captain Love, it's a very different yes. feel mm-hmm. than what it is when he's dis- in disguise 
like, talking even with Don Raphael or Elena. Yeah, the scene in his office when he puts the jar oh, on the, the oh, table. that's such a good scene. Like, that's a perfect example of that dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And then the scene when, uh, not the first training montage, but the one where he's like, he loses it on uh, 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 Anthony Hopkins, yeah. and he's like, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then, like, they have that, and then more training, and, like, I don't know, all, all of it. It's just the dynamics yeah. with Antonio Banderas and, and other actors was great. So the thing I really like about that fight in the stable with Elena is one, it really shows both of their their stubbornness and yeah. their and their characters, and it also gives us a, one scene to show that she is actually very good at the sword, right? Yeah, and she's capable enough to be someone that he can rely on whenever the time comes, and not not just right. a damsel in distress. Yes, yeah, exactly. Kind of and and yeah. I think that's yeah. why I like her character so much. It's because she's not a damsel well, she's, in distress. She's got a lot of fire. Like even mm-hmm. at the, uh, the the table with the dons, right? She yes. got she's got some pushback yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really liked one the sequence right after that when he dances with her. Yes, because he's oh, like yeah. like his one objective for the night is when the dons leave the table, you need to be in that room. You yep. need to be invited. He's like, I didn't get invited. I need to make a scene. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, pretty lady. Yeah. How do I make a scene? <laughs> yeah. gonna, you can listen here, Don Raphael. You can choose to go into that room without me and leave me here with your daughter. <laughs> or right, you can take me into this room. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, clearly it works and it's such a, it's a very good paramount to like, I guess just him, like him thinking on his feet and trying to figure out the best way. And he's like, the only leverage I got is I'm attractive. What if, what right. if this is yeah. a win-win? <laughs> there's at the end of that scene, it's really funny on the side. There's like this lady, she's an extra and it looks like she's like, okay, can I cut in? Are, we, are yeah, you I'm done like, with him? Like, can I get done? I, I'm ready to dance. She's yeah. got this like, I'm next, right? Dibs. I'm on the car. I'm first in yeah. line. I'm the closest. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, so probably mine, and and this was I feel kind of obvious, but the um, uh, essentially after he steals the map, um, after he you know he finds out where it is, yeah, and you have the sword fight in the hallway that subsequently moves spills into, out the, into, the, into the, the courtyard, courtyard. Yeah. yeah, and I man, just that, that section whole sequence is, is just phenomenal. It's so yeah. much fun because you you have one great sword play, you have just. A lot of you have a multi like multifaceted section of of like attacks essentially of yeah. whenever you know because you have like Captain Love who is a very different fighting style than Don Raphael yeah and then you have Antonio Banderas trying to just defend the best way he can and escape well and each set piece has a different like dynamic it's yeah. like a little puzzle piece mm-hmm. of like okay, so this section's like this, and he's figured out this, and here's how he gets yeah. away from him here. And then this, the hallway was different because yeah. this, and then, yeah, you have the fight with love that then spills into the fight with both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty great. Yeah, I also really like that, not to not to go back to Ryan's favorite scene, but the sword fight in the stable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's very flirtatious, right? Yeah. And it's easy to be like, man, he's totally just kind of like, maybe a little, a little taking advantage of it here. Yeah. But at the same time, He's already was in the confessional and heard her confess yeah. that she's like, oh, I'm interested in this rogue. And he's like, well, how far can I take this? Yeah. Well, and, and at the same time, too, like it does work essentially like what he does. It does work as a distraction to stop other people from chasing him once he leaves the stable. Right. You know, right. In, yeah. in some form or fashion. And the other one other scene that I really like about this film, I love the opening 
uh, scene uh, oh. basically of like, like in the big Della, yeah in yeah. the in the big square of Della Vega like just being the classic Zorro right mm-hmm. and it's good that we get to see that classic Zorro mm-hmm. in the, the well, intro he, he does that bit too like with the whip where he pulls the whole firing squad yeah out oh of yeah line <laughs> and the guns <laughs> like the domino the sergeant yeah, yeah. it's great. That yeah. was a good scene. It doesn't make any sense um, for the people that are shooting the guns. Not but really, but <laughs> it's, it's still cool. Fun. It yeah, works for me. <laughs> all I really needed out of well, that. Well, and it, so. it does a great job of showing that Alejandro and his brother idolize Zorro. Yeah. So yeah. we know that the second that Alejandro figures out that the old crippled man that just beat him up is actually Zorro. Zorro is going to be a completely different dynamic than what it was, and it's going to help open his eyes a little well, bit. And it also gives a reason for Anthony Hopkins to actually recruit him. Yes. Because he had yes. the whole line he, about, like, you know, you helped me mm-hmm. a long time ago, and I can help you now kind yeah. of thing. Like, there's a reason for him to actually be like, okay, well, Instead he's, of just like, he's here's at a some low random point, drunk. but, yeah. like, at, at some point, this kid was was good and helpful yeah. and, and willing to get, get in and mix it up, right? Yeah. Uh, so something we haven't really hit on as much here is there's a lot of really good comedy mixed in. There with is. With everything yeah. else. And specifically with um, Banderas in disguise mm-hmm. and Captain Love. Yeah. Bits where he – and I, the problem is I cannot come up with the line actually is – where he says something like, well, you, you embarrass me. Oh, and I'm sure it will happen many times or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As he's like, kind of like as an aside where it's yeah. almost like a, oh, I was apologizing. And then Captain Love kind of does that like side eye thing. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> that wasn't uh, an apology. That wasn't an apology. And then yeah. also the scene between the two of them with the, the jar. Yes. The, the, the head wine. Mm-hmm. Head wine. The head wine. <laughs> oh, when he drinks it at the end. I'm yeah, like, well, it's it's such a savage move too, right? Because yeah. you just like, 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 you know what? Commit to the bit. Yep. And like, if I'm going to convince this guy, I got to go. But I was, I was trying to figure out in 1810, what kind of fluid would they have put a head in to suspend it? Spirits. Spirits. You think so? So it was was probably essentially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So one of my favorite lines of the whole. Doesn't matter. It's still head, head sauce. It's still a head in it. Yeah. Like it doesn't make it better. Um, It's when, uh, so basically time skip before, um, before Alejandro's brother is dead and they're, they're basically going to the Spanish outpost. Oh yeah. uh, The three finger Jack. Yeah. Three finger Jack. And the, um, uh, one one of the Spanish officers, like you know, does something, and he's like, "Don't touch my brother!" And he has a gun to his head. I'm like, I thought you were tied up. That's because you were stupid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I I love them just running away with all of them tied in a circle, uh, naked uh, to the facing cactus. the cactus. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. Woof. There's a lot of good humor. Yeah, there is. There there's a lot of like little good bits in there. Well, yeah. Also, I mean, you almost have kind of like a bit of uh, like a proto. Uh, Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean move. A little bit. In his first fight in the barracks. Mm-hmm. So oh, he, yeah. He beats the big dude with the cannonballs. <laughs> he spits then, all his teeth yeah, out. He spits all his teeth out and collapses, and then all the guys turn and look, and he's just there with a the torch with the cannon, like, yeah, hello, <laughs> he's boys. ready to go. <laughs> it's, it's very much so Looney Tunes. Like, that could it be is. Bu- if that was Bugs Bunny, I would have blinked. You know, like, yeah. it wouldn't have yeah. made me pause. But then also, like, the cask with the gunpowder coming out, where he's running, he looks behind him, he's just dragging it with him. Yeah, it's following. <laughs> it very it. much so feels kind of like, a like like Disney watched that and we're like Johnny can do this yeah. yeah well and I really do feel that that Pirates of the Caribbean the first one was towards the end of like kind of that Pulp Fiction that's probably the closest we've gotten to this kind of movie it, in a long mm-hmm. time it was basically once that had all of its success and they started making the the sequels to yes. it that it lost 
it moved from being the pulpy edge to because then else. they tried to expand the universe to uh-huh. add it yeah. more stuff and then yeah, it's like, we, don't, it. we don't need it no. yeah. just, just give us bone just simple give me the plot. first Pirates of the Caribbean over and, and over <laughs> and over <laughs> oh man alright so that sounds like we're kind of winding down here but before we go we have to talk about and chill about Patreon because that is Ryan, what we do Ryan doesn't like such that a word. negative Ryan connotation like no I'm going to hammer it down that's what you we get do. such a good value for one dollar it is a really good good value yeah it's not shilling we're we're giving this away for a dollar <laughs> but yeah so for one measly dollar you can get access to all of our previous bonus episodes all one of it comes out every single month guaranteed sometimes more we don't know we also have video com- movie commentaries that yep. you can listen to long movie theater movie science Theater. Mystery science. Mystery, Mystery science. science theater. 3,000 uh, style. Yep. And then we also have Patreon picks polls where you get to choose what we review. Yep. Uh, which Patreons get early access for that. And then it'll eventually hit the main feed. Yep. Uh, but if for whatever reason uh, you don't want to give us a dollar, that is totally fine. I mean, if, it's, if it's too much, we understand. Yep. It's yeah. uh, trying times out there. Sure is. But you can really help us out if you want to leave us a review on whatever podcast uh, provider of your choice you listen yeah. to. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on social. Follow us on social. Like, share, comment on our posts. Any of that kind of stuff helps bubble us up in the algorithm and gets us in front of more eyes and more ears. And just share us with your friends. You know, text somebody, email them, write it down on their notebook and don't tell them. Send us, send a fax. (laughs) Put it in their trapper keeper. Yeah. (laughs) Trapper keeper. (laughs) Do a... What's it called on Apple where you can like cast something? Oh, airdrop. Uh, airdrop. Airdrop. Yeah. Our Air, podcast yeah. to some random stranger on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you got to do. Let's get the word out there. So we appreciate all of the support. And that does sound like all the time we have this week. So until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. Mm-hmm.